Hello, everybody. Welcome to part two of our One Direction 10th anniversary special. If you haven't already listened to part one, make sure to go check that out. And if you have, we hope you're enjoying it so far. As you can tell, our conversation was pretty lengthy, but you will not be disappointed in what we have to say. Here's part two. Okay, we are back. We had some quick technical difficulties but we're back and better than ever i guess we should just move on to the take me home era oh okay oh oh god this is mm, this era holds a special place in my heart truly this was this was this when you came in this is when i no, i came in up all night era but take me home was like i think that was the first time i ever had to like anticipate a one direction album and like anticipate one direction singles because i came out i came in after all of up all night was gone and like multiple performances like had happened so I remember for me one big thing was Harry's first tattoo was the star on his bicep when it wasn't filled in yet I remember that like that day was a day on tumblr the.com oh wait we never even fucking talked about the matching <laughs> tattoos Yes, so Take Me Home is like when they started even getting tattoos. So we'll get into the matching tattoos because that's just really coming into like midnight memories for the Larry that's fans just, out there. Yeah. Okay. Sal, that's that's part of the, the Larry discourse. Saga. I think, I think matching tattoos is the most viable. I keep yes. saying viable. It's that the is most pretty concrete reject. evidence of Larry you could have. Exactly. Like it is yeah. kind of fishy. But anyway, we'll get into yeah. that later. So Harry, like that's when Harry got his first tattoo was during the Take Me Home era. But I also remember I was on my way to a One Direction sleepover just for fun the night that Rock Me leaked. I remember running down the <laughs> stairs of my friend's house and screaming, Ooh. there's a leaked One Direction song! And like just immediately pressing play on my phone. But at the time it was like an Android that was a brick that took holographic pictures. I don't know. This was an era. But I remember the night that Rock Me leaked and like not sleeping because of it. Because all they were singing about was sex. And I was yeah. 14. How is it possible that every one of their songs like leaked? It yeah, wasn't well, some 15 year old who knew how to code. It was Julian Boolean. <laughs> Julian Boolean. <laughs> so you have to. Oh my God, wait. Is that that crazy fan? No, no, no. He's no, a producer. His name is Julian oh. Bonetta, but that was his handle. He's who, a, real quick. Right? Who is that crazy fan that like still stalks them to Stalker this day? Sarah. Or is it um her name is something stupid? She's like, like a no, British girl. Sarah. No, someone whose name is like like Poochie or something. Yes, <laughs> yes. I on read aside. Yes, it's something like that. What is it? Is I don't know. I don't know who like, you're talking goes about. Around and like meets all the famous people. But she like legitimately stalks them. Someone else whose name is something very stupid. Maybe I'm thinking of Stalker Sarah. I like that me and Reet, like, at the same time, we're just like, Sarah? Boopsie! Boopsie. Boopsie, yes. Um, if we're going to talk about Boopsie, Boopsie, I mean, we didn't even talk about Mr. X. I was going to say, I thought we were going to talk about Mr. X. So, long story short, Sal, Mr. X was a fan that was plotting to literally kill Harry Styles on stage. Jesus Christ. And all of us on Tumblr was like, Harry's life is in danger. Like, it was actually low-key kind of scary, because didn't they find a fan, like, with that gun on them, like, at one of the concerts? I don't recall that I think so. I don't think it ever amounted to anything, and people were so into it they were also it was kind of like 
anonymous where they were like leaking information and they yeah. like confirmed that Larry was real and all of us were like, oh my god, Mr. Tech. Oh my god, Tumblr theories that it was like Ed Sheeran. People were like, I have all Why this evidence. Why did no one discuss Harry's likes that one time he liked that thing on Twitter? What are you talking and about? The porn? more specific. The porn. The porn. When he liked the porn on Twitter and then had to like all the pictures of like baby animals to cover. Yeah, so track. Harry essentially sounds. Harry fuck. liked a post on Twitter that was like, I think what was it like a girl fingering herself or something like that, and she it was, was like, like yeah. "Would you eat this pussy?" And then like people saw that Harry liked it, so then he just liked a bunch no, of pictures of cats. It's even more incriminating. It was like a girl with like cum on her hand. Yeah, it was like like if you would lick this off or something like that, and he liked it. On like the One Direction Twitter. <laughs> on the One Direction Twitter? No, it was his own Twitter. He just he just filled the likes with a bunch of baby animals. Like if I was on his PR team, I would have been like, Yeah, that's sufficient. I mean, what other what are you gonna do? Release a statement? Like press release or immediately immediate release. Like sorry I like that picture. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, oh, Mr. Do. X. Take me home. We're getting yeah. off track. Yeah, two where Harry's first tattoo and Rock Me leaked. Someone take it away because this was an era. <laughs> take me home um, for me was like the first two albums were them definitely they were like boys and like from the third album on was kind of when they started to get older they started to have maybe like a little more like a, of an acoustic sound a little more mature sound. So take me home for me was like peak cheeky lads kind of content from the boys like the live while we're young music video the yeah. kiss yes. you video yeah like it was them being very silly with very bright colors suspenders suspenders that was I another big like, thing take me yes. home might suspenders be were the, huge the time in which they still liked each other and like after take me home they were kind of not into each other anymore like perhaps, i think it's less like, like they were not into each other i think probably like the I, it wasn't facade, fun anymore, but it was yeah it like it was more of like now it's actually becoming a job for them like it wasn't yeah. fun like cause by the time they got to midnight memories they'd already done like two to three like huge world tours like they were probably exhausted and they did album tour album tour back to back yeah, yeah and they were recording the albums while they were on tour like staying up until like god knows when trying and to complete it and they made the movie it. by then like larry had broken up yeah i think they broke up after this Oh, okay. Wait, so how do we know that they broke up? This is a theory that Cole has that we're all following. <laughs> yes. I don't remember exactly what happened because remember that I don't remember anything past a year ago. So, <laughs> like, but I remember there was, like, a distinct time, like, probably around Midnight Memories where they're, like, kind of falling apart, where, like, it was when, okay, so this ties into the tattoo thing. So they were getting tattoos and Harry had gotten like a tattoo on his forearms, one that says, um, I can, I things can, I can, things, I, things can't. I can't. Yes. And so all the things on things I can't were like things that he literally couldn't do. And there was nothing on things I can. So it was kind of like this big thing of like him saying like, things he couldn't have or do in the public eye and then things that he could do with nothing and like he had so it's speculation but it's pretty solid that he has louis handwriting in saying hi next yes. to his star tattoo Oops and hi oh my god yes. 
and um and then he got on his wrist which i can't change he got i can't change and that was like a week and a half before the song by Macklemore came out, the gay anthem "I Can't Change." Do you think so Macklemore like- gave Harry like a sneak peek of yes, that's same love? What I think, I literally, literally, that's what I think. And that he was like, "Wow!" And he got that tattooed, and all of us were freaking out. We were like, "What does that mean?" And then a week later, that song dropped, and we were like, "Oh." But actually, I think the song that Macklemore sampled existed prior to him singing it, so maybe he had heard it or something yeah it was at least the course of the thing before macklemore like sampled it the mary lambert song yeah it was definitely a thing take me home i think was most fun because louis was so antagonizing at that point like this is when he was in a twitter fight like every other week yes and i would like one of my highlights is when i don't know if anybody else remembers this because i wasn't even a fan at this time but i remember seeing it on e-news and being like what is that some some like high school or something the choir wanted to perform live while we're young and like parents were enraged because they talk about like obviously like having sex at a young age and also like sexting or like taking photos of sex and like nudes and so parents were like this is not appropriate like they can't sing the song and like louis tried to start beefing with the parents and was oh like, my God. like tweeted about them and he was like hashtag crying parents whatever and i was like even as a non-fan i was confused as to why he was um trying to get into a fight with middle-aged people but- the best part about that was louis was like 20 at this point so he was by far the oldest member of one direction and he was like grown enough to know like not to do that i guess but he still did it anyway <laughs> but he also took out the wanted with no qualms like, he ran the wanted into the ground, and not even dating Ariana Grande could save them from their ultimate doom. Yes. Oh my god, yes. Okay, but also, so Harry has, like, a ship tattoo, and Louis got a compass, uh, like, a compass tattoo and a rope, like, a sea rope. So they're, oh like, god. connected, and then Harry has a heart, and then, and then Louis got the arrow. Like the arrow no, the no, heart. it's not a heart, it's a dagger. And everyone said, I don't know, I can't believe you don't remember this correctly, Cole. Harry got an anatomical heart. Isn't that it? Yeah. Harry got an anatomical heart. Ha- Louis got a dagger within like 24 hours because Harry, like, we first saw Harry's tattoo and everyone was like, wouldn't it be awesome if Louis got a dagger? And then like the next day, Louis was like, oi, sick tattoo, yeah. And it was like... <laughs> It was like a dagger, and people were like, "Is he playing games? Like, who does that?" But also, so there was there. They had a tattooer, like they went to, and the butterfly. Yeah, lucky, lucky strike or something. Liam Spark. Lucky strike is where I worked. So. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it was lucky something at the tattoo place. It was was something with that. And so, and that's where Harry and Louis both went to get the tattoos together. And Harry got the butterfly, and Louis got the um, it is what it is because it was both like sketches that the guy the had like yeah, already yeah. there. So it's very incriminating that they went together. And got There's a lot of incriminating. And and then <laughs> Louis got Louis got birds tattooed, and Harry got a bird cage. Yes. Wait, I love that Cole's voice is like shaking as she tries. <laughs> <laughs> change and louis got quotation marks on his wrist 
So like where it says I can't change on Harry's wrist, it's there's quotation marks on Louis's wrist, and when they held hands, it, the quotes would be like around. That was the craziest the... part. Is that it all like matched this up on their like left so and right arms? Yeah. Detailed. I. <laughs> Wow, I'm yeah. just Listen, I would say word. being a full being a Larry is like a full time job. Like <laughs> being a delusion that you had to. Y'all should have qualified for unemployment. Like truly, I can't oh even literally talk about this forever. <laughs> we haven't discussed the movie which came out, the documentary film. This is <gasps> no, I think that came out. When did that come out? It solidified the end of the Take Me Home era because the it was like kind of simultaneously take me home tour yeah so it was like oh yeah because the best song ever video they talk about it so it was it was after best song ever it documented the take me home era that's where all the footage of it is from yeah like when they were in japan and and the teenage dirtbag cover which i think is one of their most stellar pieces of media it was huge i went to an advanced screening of it in pens landing (laughs) yeah remember how it was in 3d for no reason it was true I feel like everything was in 3D for no reason, though. But Honestly, I went though. to an early screening of it, like, two weeks before it, it came out in theaters. I, like, got last-minute tickets, like, to see it in New Jersey, and I made my mom drive me and, <laughs> like, sat, and it was fully booked, like, packed, and <laughs> girls were crying, like, sobbing and screaming at, like, literally every single thing. And I remember in the movie, Zane gets his mom a house, and Every yeah, single person was scream sobbing. They were like, "Ah, insane!" Do you remember that point in time which they had a scientist explain like why we were obsessed with One Direction? No, no. You don't remember? There was like a neurologist, and he was like, "This part of the brain triggers." <laughs> blah blah blah. Serotonin. Oh yeah, it was in the This Is Us movie. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It's like part of the beginning when they're talking about like their popularity and stuff. And it's like literally a neurologist like describing like what happens when you like fall in love and like why so many fans fell in love with One Direction. And then they like pan to like screaming, crying girls outside of concerts. Like, or when they get like, full like prosthetics on and we're like old people and shit like that was a very entertaining part of the film also zane and perry had been dating for a while and perry was wearing her new engagement ring at the this is us premiere yeah that was a big moment oh my god i remember my heart shattering really oh yeah no i was upset weird like i wonder why they got married why they got engaged like so young i didn't it didn't really seem that crazy to me because i was like 13 so i didn't understand the weight of being engaged when you're 20 yeah but like Eh. that was when you're famous and like in love i get it like i don't want to snatch up it's a different it's a different i'm famous and in love so (laughs) but i feel like so many celebrities just get engaged for like they probably have like 30 engagements yeah exactly because like i wonder okay this is a conspiracy that i'm introducing right at this moment is that (laughs) little mix wasn't getting the attention that it deserves so simon like gave zane a ring and was like you gotta make it happen and then drove into a tattoo parlor and was like you also have to get her tattooed on your arm yes because zane got perry tattooed on his arm wow and then he started dating oh. Gigi, and it looked close There's enough. So many tattoos. So Remember many. how Zane lives yeah. near us? It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> My friends on a hunt to find him a giant because he goes to their giant. Final thoughts on this era? I don't. Oh, the one way or another video. Why don't we talk about that? Yes. 
I actually didn't really like that one. I love that they were like, we filmed it ourselves. What? Wait, okay, I have a question, because I saw this in the notes. Harry's okay. hair almost catching on fire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's so, talk about this. So it was during a concert, and they had, like, um, like fire cannons on the edges like, of huge, the stage. Like, huge, like, flame things at the end of the stage yeah. that would just shoot up fire, like, straight to the and ceiling. Harry like, was, huge. like, fixing his hair, like, headbanging or dancing somewhere, like, near that. And it was like right about when the fire was supposed to go off, and you see Zane in the video like dive to push him out of the way, and literally as he reaches him and pushes him, the fire goes off right where his face was, and he and Harry just goes like he holds his chest like, oh, and it's like one of the the most iconic. Everybody was like, Zane saved Harry, and they wow. and then he wanted to say that they were never friends. This is yeah. something that might be, like, I don't understand. I don't know if anybody's on the same wavelength as me, but, like, if you've ever read a Zary fic, a yes, Zary fic, <laughs> somehow they're always set during Take Me Home. So I guess they never interacted, like, past that tour. <laughs> Second, yeah, they, they kind of did, but never, like, together like they did during Take Me Home. They are so, like, I've never read a lighthearted one. I haven't read that many in my time. But I've never read a lighthearted one. Like, I don't know what went down between them when they were 19 years old. But, like, <laughs> fans perceive them to be the dark. Like, I read one probably written a lot, like, when they were, like, 17 and 18. About, like, Harry being a male prostitute and, like, Zane saving him from, like, drug addiction. What? Like, the A-team? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, perhaps. The angels to fly? But, like, oh I don't know. I forget what it's called. Well, I don't forget what it's called, but I'm not going to say like it. the same concept. Yeah, but that was, was a Larry one. Larry. Yeah, it was Larry. So that's why I'm like, I don't know if you were thinking that. No, no, no. This is definitely, no, this is definitely a Zane one, a Zane and Harry one, because Zane was also married to a woman and cheating on his wife with Harry, who was what? a prostitute. Like, <laughs> yes, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know what went thirteen year old. That people, they were like, this is, I could totally see them there. Wow. Fan fiction was a different realm. That really, yeah. They all have their own. There was a lot that happened in our lives. (laughs) (laughs) We spent a lot of time doing shit. Like, yeah. Taking home was the era. We spent a lot of time doing shit. Yeah. All right. Shall we go on to Midnight Memories? Midnight Memories was I this is actually the era I fell off because this is when I entered my screamo slash pop punk phase. See, Midnight Memories, I came in right I came in before the best song ever video. So between Take Me Home and Midnight Memories. So like this is when I was full throttle, Tumblr blog. <laughs> like this is when I was in it to win it. <laughs> Reading this is when I read after, probably, if I remember correctly, like when I was in ninth grade, maybe. I think Midnight I, Memories was like right after I read Room 317. Yeah, and also you read it again recently, so don't pretend that it's just to clarify. Run. That's fanfic, right? Yes, these that's are fanfic all fanfic of the lowest rung. That's the no lowest. room three seventeen. <laughs> seventeen was groundbreaking. That was like the first like really popular fanfiction, at least that I had known of. Do you want to tell the yeah. plot? <laughs> Do I remember the plot? So room three seventeen essentially like. Harry and Louie, they keep getting sick or, like, hit by cars. And, like, there's one, like, that's a bus crash that all of One Direction has to go to the hospital. Except for Louie because he was in, like, a physical rehab center because he had an accident. It was a whole thing. But essentially, room 317 stands for the hospital room that they both just kept ending up in, like, their entire life. 
but then there's a lot of um what's Niall and Liam what's their ship Niam. 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 there was Niam in it they Zane killed Niall they killed Niall. I remember crying for three days straight because they killed Niall. So hard they killed Niall. Nothing's better than that one fan fiction where they make Niall a literally a serial killer. Stop the killing type. Yeah. Wait, but in room three seventeen, who? What? Which one was the couple that fucked on the washing machine? I, I that don't remember. Because like, maybe I we should move on. <laughs> Oh, because like I literally that's I'm the only thing I remember one. from that fic is, is Niall dying and somebody fucking on a on a washing machine <laughs> is the only thing I remember about that. I think maybe we should stick to the canon. Um <laughs> Are you saying this isn't canon? So uh, <laughs> One Direction dropped the best song ever music video. It was oh, God, a Veronica. seven minute long music video that was basically a short film because there was like long stretches of dialogue before and after. And mm-hmm. they all played both themselves and another character that they became through mostly heavy prosthetics or if not prosthetics. Just so like, like their alter egos? No, or... they're just sure. different characters. It was the, song, okay. or the video was about them like rejecting the like constraints that their labels try to put them on. So somebody played like, you know, the big label executive. Somebody played oh, like a choreographer. Okay. Somebody played like a costumer. Like they did all of that. Um, Harry's character named Marcel was definitely the most popular. He was like a shy, sweet little nerdy. Duh. And so, and they made they made Zane a woman. That so. up. They made it. Yeah, Zane was a woman, and so everyone would like text pictures of her name was Veronica. So people would text pictures of Veronica to like their male friends and be like, "Do you think she's pretty?" And people would be like, "Yeah," and they'd be like, "Ha ha," even though like whatever. But that video <laughs> rocked the nation. Oh yeah, Marcel fandom. I mean, Lyndon is still reading Marcel fix. So like, and Harry is often portrayed as like a dark, brooding artist. For and so I remember sometimes them in a they fic went so was far like, as to make them triplets, and it would be like Harry Edward. was the neutral one, Marcel was the nerd, and then Edward was the bad guy. Edward, I forgot about Edward. Oh my god, so. yeah. I just remember Marcel taking off in like being a whole like quarter section of like the One Direction fan fiction, just like pool as a whole. Like it was groundbreaking. Last, last week you asked me to send you Marcel fan fiction. Okay. I'm just saying <laughs> you're speaking in past tense, but for uh-huh. you it's still very present tense. Very, and for myself, because I did reread one that I sent you. It's just Marcel is just so cute. I mean, Lyndon sent me one and I recently read it and it's like, I can't believe that this is something that's happening in 2020. (laughs) Unfortunately, there are a lot of things still happening in 2020 that all of us would like to pretend are not. I would like to give a very quick shout out to The Adventurous Adventures of One Direction, (laughs) which was a three part. There were three different. Well, there was two. There was one, there was a sequel, and then there was a 12-part Christmas special. (laughs) And the parts, you know, the 12 parts were all much shorter, so it added up to be about the same length. Um, There were three different animated films that were on YouTube created by an animator and comedian named Mark Parsons, who still makes really funny stuff that I enjoy, but it's not really about One Direction anymore. But (laughs) Could you imagine if he was still? (laughs) It was like every two years, I think, like during One Direction's 
sort of run. And they were, they were very funny. And I just wanted to give a quick shout out to them. We don't need to spend much time on them because, again, not in the canon, but they did shape the nation. I have a and quick also, question. And also, they watched them and they liked them. They did. Yeah. Yes, Al. What is this Harry eating an orange at the VMAs behind Brianna? Oh, is this some like yes. call me by your name? No, type? it's not. Literally oh, at the God. VMA, Harry was just <laughs> hungry and he brought himself oranges and there's just clips of him eating an orange behind Rihanna. And then I'm pretty sure at one point he offers Rihanna part of the orange and I think she takes it. That's also and, the same one that he twerked, so to say. Yes, that's also the same VMAs that he attempted to twerk. It was a mess. That whole award show was just a mess, but yes. Yeah, he had like a little lunchbox and he kept pulling out snacks and he like <laughs> opened, he like peeled an orange. That's why it was like a big thing. It's like he literally peeled, it was maybe it was Clementine's, but he like peeled them. And like, I remember they like panned to him and like Rihanna turns around and she's like, what? Like Just casually like, on the red carpet. I think Miley Cyrus was like twerking on Robin Thicke and Harry's just oh. eating an orange. Well, yeah. I've, yeah. <laughs> Keep yourself preoccupied during that trash. Then oh people use God. it to be like, look how different he is. He's not like other girls. Like <laughs> <laughs> as if it was some giant like um, subversive moment in pop culture. People praise Harry for being a subversive feminist, especially within little things in the Take Me Home era. He changed the line, you still have to squeeze into your jeans, but you're perfect to me. He changed it to, and you're perfect for me. And like, wow. people went fucking nuts. Even as an adult, <laughs> I do appreciate like, that. Like, But also, they went absolutely nuts. And everybody's like, Harry is a feminist. Harry is an ally. Harry is a genius. They were like, he loves me because I'm the fat. Funny thing about, <laughs> the funny thing about Little Things is that, like, Ed Sheeran wrote that song. And, like, so maybe if it was One Direction talking down to me, I'd be like, well, they're objectively gorgeous and, like, in shape. And so, like, it's fine. But Ed Sheeran had the audacity to call me fat and ugly. Like, <laughs> that's just a little bit not fair. I just want to sum up the era again. Um, I like to sum up um midnight memories was like the beginning of one direction like aging especially as reflected in their music because this was 2013 ish 20 2013 to 2014 so the youngest of them was now 19 and 20 so they were getting a little older and this is when they started doing like less bubblegum poppy more like dad rock and also them starting to like actually write the music yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and actually like date more too louis and liam especially throughout their career took the bulk of the writing but they all did do a lot of writing sometimes they would be like this is a Nile song this is a Harry song and sometimes they all right. wrote them but this was kind of the beginning of them aging into like who they became yeah mm-hmm. it was like it was like they aged from like songs that were about like like sex in the relationship where they love you so much to like one night stands they were like <laughs> I just want to fuck you <laughs> Most of the early music is being like the other guy, like nice guys finish last kind of shit. No, no, no. And, like when up you listen to it, like about, yeah, up all night is a lot of them being like, "Oh, like you're dating somebody else, but I have a crush on you." Da, 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 like, and then I would take me home. So much like, please give me a virginity, please, yeah. please have sex with me. Like it was a mess. And it then midnight like, memories. I will fuck like, your brains out. <laughs> it's like I will. I will say it. I will pay to have your plane ticket changed to next week if I can fuck you again. <laughs> so like, yeah, which is literally yeah. a song that they have. Change your ticket, yeah. 
So like, Chewy. oh, we didn't talk about one D day. Oh, go for oh, it. Yeah. So briefly, so briefly, just say One Direction did a seven-hour live stream one day, seven. kind of for no reason. It wasn't the anniversary of anything. They were like, next Saturday. It was to introduce. Day. Wasn't it to promote Midnight Memories? Maybe. I don't know. I skipped this one. I didn't even. I've to this day. I haven't even seen one. Day. I didn't watch it. I mean, I've seen clips. I watched. Weren't we like, at school? We were at school. We were. At, it was a Saturday, so <laughs> we were doing like morning tech rehearsal, and then we oh, finished yeah. tech rehearsal and went home and watched the rest of it. And it was just seven hours of technical difficulties. Yeah, it was of lags, of crashes, of but, weird games. I'm sure you guys were like pulling your hair out. But they tried. You know, they boys. The gem from One D Day is the Jason Derulo "Talk Dirty to Me" cover video, which is very entertaining to this day. Yes, because it's like Nile in his underwear and and no, and Harry just shirtless, and they're just dancing for some reason. And also, they're just spray painting a wall. I'm like, (laughs) you were gonna ask if he died? Did he die? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he fucking died. I love him. Yeah, no, Nile dyed his hair. I think purple during One D Day. Yeah, it was hashtag Lilac Nile. And then yeah, Harry was like working out for an hour and we were just watching Harry work out. Like that was weird, out. wasn't it? Was it? An experience. Looking back, that it was, was very weird. weird. It was a weird thing to do. It made those poor boys do a seven hour live stream. Literally. Just love it was them a mess. Sleep. But yeah, that's Midnight Memories. Hey everybody. Hope you're enjoying the show. Just want to let you know, if you're not already following us on Instagram, please do. There you're going to be able to find more content just like this. You can find us at Intuit underscore podcast. All right, now we're going to get back to the show. Yeah. All righty. So now, now we're, we're on, on to four. I was going to say, remember when they had pop-up stores? No. No. <laughs> no? Oh, my God. <laughs> went to the pop-up store in new york and they like, did yes i fucking <laughs> did and it was like fuck i waited in line for three hours with like my friends at the time and we went in and we got and i bought like a calendar but they sold like um they sold what's it fucking called uh the stand the cutouts the stand-up cutouts mm-hmm. and they sold like all the merch like all the merch and it actually it, I feel like they did yeah, I was going to say, they the featured movie, that in the this movie. This is us, where they go to, that's the one I went to, is the moms went to the store and they wrote their names on the um, telephone booth that they have in uh, London, because they had one in the store, and it was on, like, the album cover, and, like, it said, do not write on these, but they wrote their names and, like, signed it, and I remember <laughs> taking pictures with their, like, signatures being like, oh my god, I posed next to Liam's mom. Signature. That is kind of weird. That's kind of weird. I don't know if that just that like speaks to like how <laughs> like teenage girls operate in like fandom. Yeah, we were but fucking like nuts. No, but it was more <laughs> like why did we like obsess ourselves with our entire families? Like there were Gemma Styles like fan she has accounts, like millions of and, followers like, yeah. on Instagram. Like, <laughs> I knew I knew the name of all of their siblings. Yeah, but why? Just because we wanted, like, just in case they posted a crumb of, like, <laughs> yeah. siblings, they were like, we had to be on our shit so that we could <laughs> see all the content that we could. I wow. think it's also just, like, we feel like we know them because we're like, well, didn't you know that um, Harry's sister <laughs> did this? And everyone's yeah. like, yeah, I know, because we all follow Gemma Styles updates underscore one. So all of us <laughs> know that. that <laughs> So I also want to point out that like 
they marketed like not only were they obviously british and irish but they were marketed as heavily british like how they had that little oh the, i remember and so i like, just remember seeing british flags everywhere yeah everybody just slurped british culture up all of us were saying words like cheeky words like lads you know we always called you guys them were lads. all drinking tea out of nowhere we slurped no, it tea. up we called them <laughs> direction because that's how british people said it Oh my God, Jesus! Just wanted to right. Let's go on to four. <laughs> so four was when I came back. All I okay, all I really remember from four was that Fireproof was leaked like way before it came out, and the management literally was like, "Fuck it, take it. Here you go. It's out for free. You can download it." And I still have it downloaded on like my old old computer. I remember like the moment. I remember walking through that hallway, like the cafeteria, into like where the gym area was, and like passing by someone in my grade that was also a One Direction fan, and we were like holding up our phones, like both playing Fireproof and being like, "Oh my god!" Like in the middle of this packed hallway, and like I will also say, I think that's One Direction's best song. So the power move of them to release it out of nowhere, pretending that it was their choice to do so, like it felt like (laughs) such a it felt like such a like a restart in One Direction. Because I remember seeing it on Tumblr, and then like twelve hours later, management was like, "Here's a free new song," as if they were doing us a favor. They made like a <laughs> twelve second video of the boys standing there and being like, "Hi, we're One Direction. Here's our new song, <laughs> Fireproof. Download it." It was that's the whole video. It's about twelve seconds long. I will also say, like, I re- this is my one of my points, but I remember when the full the full album leak, the full four album. And like mm. one learning how to code and how to do like inspect element on Tumblr so I could download all of the songs like from <laughs> Tumblr. Like I watched a tutorial. I literally like learned how to code so I could do shit like that yeah. <laughs> on Tumblr. Like I don't know. Carly Cloth was talking it. about me when she said girls who code. Like that's me because I wanted to put a video of Harry in my Tumblr header and like nothing could stop me so I had to learn how to code but oh my god the thing about the album leaking was that do you guys remember they did that live stream with Ben Winston who like we can discuss the horrendous the atrocities that he's done to One Direction (laughs) Ben Winston but he had that live stream where he interviewed them and the album had fully leaked and they just like we had to pretend that it didn't and they had to pretend that it didn't and they were they were going through of how they planned for the album to be released because they were going to release a song every day and they're like it's just this is how we want them to hear it and it's just like this is how we planned it and meanwhile everyone had the full album in there <laughs> so do we think that somebody on the team leaked it or Definitely. okay Definitely. yeah this was like the exact like finished version of each song Again, like somebody like, within them had to it's not it. fans who know how to code it's julian bullion in incognito mode <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, and then, and then the funny part was like they would be getting taken down as you were like uploading, Listening. like as you were downloading them, they would just be like taken down, and so then you'd be like searching, like you couldn't search like One Direction leaks, obviously those were getting cut, like taken down so quickly, so you had to like, there were like overt words that you had to, I mean covert yeah. words that you had to search up to like find the leaks, and people would be like constantly posting new links and being like. Harry Butthole 27 has it up. Like, you have to go to their page. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> like the traffic to that page would instantly, like, like it was just the most stressful times. Like, couple that with newly learning how to code. Like, it was a marathon that you ran oh, to yeah. get the songs. 
Now, can we talk about Steal My Girl? Yeah, what do you want no. to say so about it? I just thought it was in someone's notes, Cole. Um, uh, I just wanted to <laughs> say that that video was fucking iconic. With Danny DeVito? Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, I feel we like just didn't like the doesn't song. get credit. We I like, like the... this song. I no. just, like, I remember talking to Cole. We were, like, juniors in high school. I remember talking to Cole about how we didn't, like, she belongs to me. We're like, I don't yeah. like that as right. lyrics. Because we were old enough to critique their lyrics by then. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, hey, your memory, Rita, your memory is impeccable. I don't remember who really? Thank you. It's only about One Direction. I can't remember <laughs> anything else. <laughs> time I had not even met Rita and Cole like one day after school you were sitting on the round tables and Cole if this isn't a Cole move instantly was like are you are you a Larry stan because we were talking about a fan fiction we had both read and I was was like yeah I mean I'm not liking to use specifics because I'm afraid this is gonna be like held against me in the future but yeah it was and she was like oh you have to talk to Cole and Rita and Cole pounced on me I guess as a as a fellow Larry and she was like, "Do you think it's real?" And I'm like, okay, so "We're in the because surrounded." By I had no. Well, I don't know. I had no <laughs> And that was like the first and last time I met Cole for like five years, and then I met her again. <laughs> Maybe three years later, and haven't met her since. This one last thing about Tiff: Cole printed it out in book form, and it was like thicker than Harry Potter. And during like play rehearsals, it. we would sit in the back of the auditorium and just read it. I remember I reading it. it on Wattpad, like someone had put it on Wattpad, but I guess the original author kept like striking it and getting the chapters taken down. So it was completely out of order because they would just upload whatever chapters got deleted. So it'd be like chapter one, then chapter 13, and then chapter 22. And like, you just had to bounce around. Four was really the era of whack music videos. Like the Steel yes. Girl video was okay, <laughs> but first we got the Night Changes video, which Terrible. was like- it was a was POV. It was a POV video that was like, "You are the camera, and you are on dates with all five of the boys individually," which was like kind of cheeky, kind of lame. But the one thing that they did was glance. The camera glanced down one time at your, you know, YN, your hand, and it was a white hand. And everybody was mm-hmm. like, "Stop!" So uh, I remember and watching it and then like immediately pausing it and like having to go for a lap because I was like, <laughs> "So already this doesn't apply to me." Already. I don't know how we got through midnight memories era without discussing the atrocity that was the you and i music video that's what i was just thinking of yeah i was about to say that and i kind of just now forgot that it wasn't on four by all means if we're talking about ben winston and all the things he's ever done wrong in his life i would say the you and i video is number one exactly where i was leading i have just been i thought of it in the wrong era just now i can't believe yeah. it. the you and i video was atrocious horrendous it was really like, sal like the video is like sal have you ever seen the music video to black and white by michael jackson yes with all the faces morphing into each other at the yes. end that's yes. what the you and i video was it was one long Ew. continuous shot of them like one one human person walking down a pier but every time, like the voice changed, it it would like morph into the next boy's voice. It was no, awful. thank you. I remember, like at one point, it morphed like Zane to Larry, but for some reason, the transition was too offsetting. Like it, I couldn't sleep that yeah. night. I was scared. But also, I would say, like, <laughs> if that's what they were going for in the video, like that's fine. But then, why was the end? It was like them all walking together, but then like their figures would appear, like stopped. 
in the, in front and of them and then like, and then yeah, like yeah they would like walk ahead them. and like move into their own figures and also they were kicking a ball around i'm like could you have spent more than 25 minutes and like <laughs> like planning and filming it like i don't think there was any thought i don't know why they made it i it's so upsetting to even think about. like i'm getting work now should about we it. talk about the elephant in the room March 25th, 2015. March 25th. It was March 15th. It was March 25th. It was was my mother's birthday, and I was sitting in a mall in Scotland. Don't tell me it wasn't March 25th. It was a Wednesday block day. Like, I can remember. Everyone remembers. Where were we when we found out? Let's do that. I'll start. I was in math class, and I was crying. I was in math. (laughs) My teacher comes up to me, and because at this point, I have like a 98% of the class. Like, I can cry the whole class if I truly want to. My teacher comes up to me, and she's like, are you okay? And I was like, Zane loved One Direction. And she just goes, there was a guy named Zane in One Direction. And that just for some reason made me cry more. Truly. I was in, um, it was a, it was a block day. So we had like extra long class periods. And I was in my English class and I was taking like the CBC, like te- not CBC, what? I was taking the um, Keystone. <laughs> I, they were called something with a C. I was taking like the, yes. the Keystone practice exams on the computers in the library, like lab. So like I couldn't even even been on my phone. And there were two other girls in my class that really liked One Direction, so we'd always talk about them. And right before going into the testing, we were talking because remember, I, the the prelude to Zane leaving was like Zane getting caught cheating on Perry in Bangkok. And, like, everyone was making jokes about it. And then when they were in Cape Town, like, Zane took a break from One Direction. But, like, they said he was going to come back. So prior to starting the testing, me and my friends were talking about it. And we were like, there's rumors that he's leaving. But, like, those aren't true. I don't think that's true. Blah, blah, blah. And then I leave the testing. And we're, like, all standing in the library. And they're like, Zane left. And I'm like, no. We were just talking about this. And we all agreed it was rumors. And they're like, no. And they show me the whack-ass Facebook posts that he left One Direction over. Like, why Facebook? That's where he made his announcement? Yeah. Not even him. Like, they just typed up. He did, He was not even involved in it. I'm sure oh, they just, like, couldn't even get a statement. Yeah, they, like, yeah, made then, statement. So that was as I was leaving English class. And like you, too, I walked into my math class, like, so distraught. And I was like... Zane's leaving One Direction and they were like there was one person in my teacher in the class and they were like okay <laughs> and <that was laughs> and I remember I, I had dance class later that night and like I had another friend in my class that loved One Direction and we like showed up and my dance teacher was like I genuinely thought you two were not going to turn up tonight I thought this was so distressing <laughs> that you would not have been here. I was in a mall in Scotland I was at a Pizza Express which is like a deceptively fancy pizza place but whatever. I was with my friend Denise, who a little bit liked One Direction. So it was enough for her to like commiserate with me. And it was my mom's birthday. And I texted my mom and I was like, happy birthday. Zane left One Direction. And I was very upset. (laughs) Zane had that interview where he like, it was shortly after he had that interview where he was like, I never even wanted to be in One Direction. And then we were like, was all of this is us alive? But don't you also remember... (laughs) Right before he left, they were on like um, Good Morning America or something in Florida. And they were like, Zane isn't here because Zane wasn't there. Duh. And <laughs> this was prior to him leaving, but he wasn't there for like other reasons. And they're like, oh, yeah. And like the host was like, is it a drug problem or like something along those lines? And they were oh. like, no, he's just like tired. Know. But it was like so awkward. And I remember that's why I cried because I thought 
I cried after he left because I thought he had a drug problem and like I was like how could we be enjoying it when he's been like struggling blah 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 there was that that complex when I was 16 there was that video of them during the Midnight Memories era when, like, there was like a leaked video of Leah of Louis and Zane smoking chicken weed. and chili, and that like destroyed the fandom because everybody was so young and weed was still illegal, and everybody was like, "How dare they?" And so I don't know. If I that thought was it was funny. Why they said so was there beef behind Zane leaving, like between members? I would say it's still unknown. We don't know if there was beef between the members. It seemed okay. like they had all kind of... There's speculation that actually Harry proposed a hiatus when Zane was thinking about leaving because Harry knew how much like Zane didn't want to be there. And then the other uh-huh. boys were like mad at both Harry and Zane for even wanting to end it. But that's all speculation. Like Nobody really knows what happened. But there was I mean- like fights after he left in terms of like what he said about like them kind of never really being that good of friends and him being like, I've always wanted to leave. And then them kind of being like, well, it didn't seem that way where you were in the band. But then there was also Zotti, which was a whole other thing with a guy that was his friend that was a producer. They were best friends, even while he was in the band. And then Zayn left One Direction. And for some reason, they had a massive falling out via Twitter. It was hilarious. Yeah, that was a lot. Well, no, because first, remember, immediately after Zayn left, Naughty Boy and Louie got in a Twitter fight. Yeah, so and Naughty then, Boy yeah. was Zane's friend who was the producer, hence yeah. the Zotti. So Zotti was like Zane and Naughty well, Boy. A week after he left One Direction, Naughty Boy released a like demo that he had done with Zane, and like Louis responded saying like like some you know bitchy thing. Yeah, and then he it, was like, like talking down on it. And then Zane was like, "Stay out of my fucking business," or like, "Stop bitching Shit. about my life." They took a photo on like photo booth or something and Louie was like, haha, remember when you were young and you used to play around with photo booth on your Mac? Some people still do, haha. And like yeah. shit like that. And then Zane was like, how about you get your own life and stop tweeting about mine? About mine. Like oh, he did say yeah. that. Yeah. It was and- a, it's- between Zane and Louie, it was like a public falling out, yeah. honestly. But then like a couple weeks later, Zane also had a falling out with Naughty Boy. So like, what was the point? Yeah. It was just like yeah. heartbreaking to see because like, you know, you watch This Is Us and you see scenes of them and like, you know, it's a movie, whatever. But like you see scenes of them like <laughs> all going their separate ways to go home from tour. And then like Liam says something like, but like, have a nice flight. Like, I'll like have a good time or whatever. And Zane's like, I'll try, but I'll miss you too much, Liam. Yeah. Like, it's really sweet. And so for him to say like, I never liked being in One Direction. It's like, was all of that a lie? Like, it was just really heartbreaking because we were like, either we thought we were seeing genuine friendships that were fake or we saw genuine friendships that really broke down in a really sad way. Yeah. I feel like, I can't remember. I feel like Harry recently said it. I know he gets a bad rap for being like the one who doesn't talk about One Direction or like tries to pretend to be better than One Direction. But he said something along the lines of like, I guess we still talk, but like we we really didn't have anything in common other than being in One Direction. And so like now that we're not in One Direction, like there's just not like we're really different people. But I feel like I mean, it's it, so it, shitty. It like, shows, but yeah, it's shitty that like it ended like that. But I, that makes sense. Like, I think now and I'm like, who would they talk like Liam's gone his own way. Louis's gone his own way. Zane's got it. Like, it makes sense that like the thing that really brought them together was being a band. And now that they're not a band. But I can see how that's traumatic for a 15 year old girl. You know, I was a child and it broke me because One Direction was the only stable thing in my life. (laughs) Especially because their music was heading in the direction it was heading in. Like, 
it was going much more of a rocky way and it was kind of existing in like a neutral pop slightly r&b-ish way in the beginning and r&b is definitely where zane thrives and so like the music was kind of evolving to somewhere where he didn't live and so it kind of made sense that he would break off yeah i mean they did i mean objectively looking back on it they totally treated zane like shit like every other member had writing credits but like Zane himself, and I think his sister said, like, it's not that he wasn't writing music. It's just that none of his music ever got, like, selected to be produced for the albums. And yeah. he, I mean, he auditioned with R&B. Like, he, obviously, that was the genre that he was leaning towards. And they were producing mm-hmm. Come On, Come On. Like, it's just yeah. not, I don't think it was ever in line with what he wanted to do. And so I can understand yeah. him saying, like, I never wanted to be there. But I think it's sad for him to say that and you'd be like well then were you lying when we were watching all the fun times you guys had together so like it to to like avoid cognitive dissonance and like rid myself of any doubt I just assumed that like while he didn't want to be there it was at least fun for the first few years and then it just all kind of caught up like there had to be a breaking point they worked non-stop like five oh, yeah. years i'm sure yeah yeah they did five albums in five years with tours that is crazy like, every year tours. there was Whoa. a new like no teenager should be working yeah. that hard yeah that any final thoughts bad. on this era four bangers after bangers isn't this four is when baby gate was announced is it not no i that think was that's in the, the main in the am no but i think four was when because they never promoted they never promoted Made in the AM, so that's when you found out she was pregnant. So what happened was, was so essentially, Sal, what happened was their final tour was actually them touring four, and then they released Made in the AM, but they never toured the album, their last album, yeah. Made in the AM. They only did like some of the singles from Made in the AM on like the last tour that was still just four. Yeah. So what happened was, I think the reason why things are kind of getting confused is was made in the am like came out and there were singles that came out and then during the press of those singles it was announced that louis was having a baby but it was and announced baby way gave- before but just never confirmed and then like it maybe when she was like when six months pregnant yeah yeah that's when she confirmed it and then she had it she had so it can we dive into the baby, baby gate and yeah let's just go right into made in the am let's yeah. dive in let's- it's kind of a baby era because like there wasn't a tour like technically the album came out in november and they started their hiatus at the end of december so that was like the very very end of one direction everybody Mm -hmm. like as a consensus mostly like toggles between four and mm, probably four people say is like their best album but despite you know they let zane left and the four of them were the four of them but they all really got to like hold their own and made the am and it was like very sweet and very folk rocky like it was just it was a, fun it was really fun it was and fun it was, but like, i will say mature. it has their worst signal singles on it like i think perfect yes, is their singles. worst yeah i know you guys are producing some um steal my girl slander in here but i think we can all agree that perfect is the least i, I still hate steal my girl more exciting than really yeah Perfect yeah. sounded exactly like style, and it was the it was Harry's rebuttal to Taylor's style. I know, but I thought it was like pathetic that they just used it as like like I hate anything that brought up the Taylor Swift thing because it just I felt agree. like such a like sheer unnecessary Publicity PR point. grab. Yeah, it just mm-hmm. felt like kind of pathetic. So I hated that like line, and Harry didn't even write the line. 
he said so himself he's like i didn't write it mm-hmm. <laughs> violet i have a quick question yeah i'm scared who is freddie freddie's the baby freddie's the baby what That's okay so like... let's just yeah so okay, baby gate is essentially that. yeah because violet knows i don't <laughs> well i was still you know I hate to admit it, but I was still Larry at the time that Baby Gate happened. So okay. when when you announce that someone who's supposed to be in a gay relationship with the other member of their band is having a baby with this woman that you've never even seen. Because also, think about it. Larry's were riding high at this point in time because Louie and Eleanor, his longtime girlfriend, had broken up. Mm-hmm. And so people were like, they're finally free, blah, blah, blah. And then like <laughs> only for instantly him to Maybe be having minutes? a child. Yeah. Like it was, it was a very brief interim, and then he all of a sudden was having a child, and like no one had ever heard of this girl. There was one picture of them together, and like so coming back from a fake. club or something. Yeah, yeah. Everyone thought it was fake, and everyone was like, "The baby is not real." One, they never confirmed it or said anything about it for like maybe six months, and so everyone was like, "It's not real." If it was real, he would have tweeted something. He would have said something. Blah, blah, blah. So this was like the Larry mindset. And then all of a sudden they were on Good Morning America and Michael Strahan said something to Louie like, congrats, you're having a baby. And he was like, I am. And he like did not look happy. Shit went crazy. And I must say <laughs> that that morning was the only time I ever got notes on a Tumblr post because I posted something along the lines of this is too stressful. I'm going to go read a Larry fic. <laughs> and I think I got like two likes on it and I was like oh okay so if one good thing came out this morning it's mega popularity for myself <laughs> but even so after he confirmed the baby it didn't it didn't expel Larry it just turned into this is a publicity stunt to hide Larry because they're being too <laughs> obvious they were never being too obvious because they hadn't spoken at this point for like three years so <laughs> they were not being obvious but um what's this nonsense with a stillborn baby doll so so up until the moment (laughs) that the baby was born up until that moment people were like this is not a real baby but then the baby was born and louis released photos of him holding the baby and tweeted like this is my son freddie (laughs) and that was just too much i mean larry's had to explain their way out of this and most by then i was like I can't keep this up. I mean, he's having a baby. Like, we just got to admit, there's no relationship happening between yeah. the two of them. But there were some people that really held tight to Larry, including this grown-ass woman. She must have been... I mean, I was like 16 at the time, so grown could be anywhere between like 25 and 40, but I feel like she was like in her 30s at least. Her handle on Tumblr was something along the lines of like, lesbians love Louie or L- lesbian Louie, like something with lesbians and Louie. She was a grown woman, and she was convinced that the photos of the baby were edited and or that Louis was not holding a real child. He was holding a stillborn, like one of those dolls that you can get if you're like, if you have a stillborn baby, but like need to cope with it. So then you buy a doll that looks very much like a baby. You know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. <laughs> They're like these companies. I've never seen like, it, like, but sure. No, no, no. People make like these very, very realistic, like infant baby dolls that um, like people who have gone through a stillbirth um birth will get just like to pretend that their baby is alive i guess i don't know but she purchased one of those she purchased one of those and it was like supposed to be harry and louis baby like i guess she input what their baby would look like and like got that baby 
And I watched a whole YouTube video of her like unboxing it and showing people like, this is how real it looks. This is what Louis was holding. He wasn't holding a real baby. Oh blah, blah, blah. And at this point, I mean, not even Larry's were behind her. They were like, you're sick in the head. Like <laughs> these, things, these things aren't cheap. Like she spent hundreds of dollars on that it. is bizarre. And she was a grown woman. And oh. I think that was really my tipping point into being like, this is the delusion I've subscribed to for like <laughs> years. Like this is what I am. And so I yeah. think I just cut all ties. This is what it's come to. Oh my I cut, God. I mean, when I say I cut all ties, I did not stop reading Larry <laughs> fan fiction, but like I stopped, I guess, publicly declaring that perhaps yeah. they I were in a relationship. Because I know for me, it was like, I definitely believed that Larry was a thing like up all night and like take me home era. But like when Louis confirmed that he was having a baby, I was kind of like any idea that I thought that Larry was real is killed now. Truly. I mean, and anybody that still thinks this thing. Um, I, I think that they were, they broke up during Midnight Memories. So like when Louis said that he was having a baby, I was just like, yo, he's really in the closet. Like he, he actually had a whole so he doesn't have to say that he's gay. So like, and that's something I still stand behind. Like, I don't think that they were together, but like, I still don't think that he's straight. Like, I still think, I mean, I mean bi, I maybe, just... bi erasure as a bi woman. Um, <laughs> But like, for them to still say that there was no relationship between the two of them, it is just, it's alarming because it was just so obvious. I'm just at the point where I'm like, I'm just going to take their word for it. Because after everything that happened with Zane, I was like, we truly had no idea what was happening. Like, we had no idea. But also, like, we were so refusing to take their word for it. Like, the mental gymnastics that Larry's took, the sleuthing that they did. (laughs) I mean, they were convinced. I mean, how long did Louie and Eleanor date? Like, from the time. Louie? Years. Thinking about it. Like, he had a girlfriend basically the entire time. (laughs) She was a nice lady. She was a beard. That's the thing. It's like people would like cyber bully her, like legit. I know. And, like, That's really why Louie got so weird. mad is because people yeah. would send her like death threats because Larry was real, and so Louie oh, was God. extra mad. Like maybe he was mad because he was closeted, whatever. He was extra mad for a reason because this girl that either he was in love with or even if she was a beard, they spent a lot of time together. Like, people would just send this woman death threats for existing. So that's why he was she, yeah. very strongly nice. publicly anti-Larry versus Harry, who never addressed Literally it. Literally never, address- never addressed it. Other than Eleanor and, like, Larry's attack on Eleanor, I feel like One Direction fans were pretty accepting. Whether it was, like, a farce just to seem as though they were expe- accepting, but, like, they were pretty accepting of One Direction girlfriends. I mean, there were fan accounts, like, dedicated to Perry and, like, well, obviously yeah. Perry, because she was actually famous, but like Perry, even Sophia, like Danielle. I know there was a big like, Sophia group of One Direction fans that loved, yeah, Sophia. I loved. Danielle. I like Sophia. I don't know why, because I didn't know anything about her, but I didn't know anything about her. But I was like, oh my gosh, she's pretty. Yeah, like they were, and then like when the three of them would hang out, like it was just like people were like, oh, the girlfriend. So like that, I guess I'll give people points for. But I don't know if anybody else like agrees. But when Zayn left, I was like obviously upset but i was like the four of them are going to continue on i'm going to support zane whatever he released his album there are some bangers some bops on it i I was very supportive what i really liked their sound post zane and especially i liked um because zane was always like the riffer and the opt upper Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so 
once he was gone, both on tour and on the next album, I forgot to talk Leave about Nile. control during the four era. But anyway, um, the the other boys, you know, would do his parts. They would do his riffs, do his high notes, and like do parts in the new music that like probably would have just automatically gone to Zane. And so they mm-hmm. got to show us, especially Louis, who like sings the least, really gets the most features, kind of for good reason. But like he gets the yeah. most, the least amount of features, and so all four of them on at least one or two songs each got to showcase like their range and their like ad-libbing skills because they were kind of given room to. And I want to briefly, so briefly throw back to No Control, which was on four. And there was like a guerrilla campaign just by the fans for Mm -hmm. radio stations to play it. Like the fans kind of made it into a single, like both A, because it was a bop, but B, Louis really, really appreciated it because Louis sang the chorus and Louis never sings the chorus. He gets like two lines in the bridge on every song. And so Louis yeah. really liked that people were pushing a song that he was the lead on. And so further Did it come that, to fruition? It actually kind of did. It didn't like some radio stations did play it and it like kind of charted a little bit. Um, oh, wow. But that kind of got furthered in Made in the AM by being like, hey, these other boys have their chance to shine. Yeah. Like Louis sang a high B in End of the Day. We love. Yeah, exactly. And it's also interesting, like, when you listen to Made in the AM, there's definitely, like, riffs in different parts that you're, like, if Zayn was still in the band, Zayn would have gotten that. But, mm-hmm. like, I'm happy that, like, Liam or Niall or something, like, now has the chance to, like, show off their vocal abilities now, too. Like, sure. after five years of being, like, in the dark. Liam was always at the forefront, but, like, Niall and Louis especially. But like, Harry's really riff in that. Drag Me Down, which was probably oh. the most iconic riff of their career, Harry's I just riff Drag Me Down, and his live version of the riff of Drag Me Down in Carpool Karaoke when he was sitting down in a van doing this high belt, like, complex. Iconic. Iconic. Yeah. Literally. So it was like, it was like a fuck you. It was a big fuck you to Zayn, I think, and Drag Me Down because, like, he they were all like look who can sing we don't fucking need you and harry was like i got your riff bitch yeah and that was the <laughs> that's the highest note harry styles has ever sung yeah i think it was even interesting like he left mid-tour so then did uh, they even take a break i can't remember they had to scramble to like redistribute all of his parts they just kept going yeah so there's a thing of like i think there's one riff for liam and one riff for Niall I forget what it is but like that were typically like Zane's big parts and like I think for one of them Niall sang it exactly like it Zane. was in strong and, I'll always yes, hold and it was on that dude remember how they performed spaces one time post Zane and then they were like that's kind of fucked up we shouldn't do that because it was so it was too real the song literally about leaving <laughs> who's gonna be the first one to one. walk away is like yeah. the lyrics. They it once live and they're like we probably should not do that ever again and they never did and it was a really good performance cole and i went to the on the road again tour of course um, this, and this, was, this was which was the four slash made in the am like the four tour that had some songs from made in the am on it because they didn't tour that album obviously and i remember like coming away from it just like the biggest impression it left on me was like wow Liam is a very technical singer because Liam ended up picking up a lot of the slack not slack but like a lot of the parts that Zane did like they all kind of split them but Liam Mm -hmm. did a lot of them especially with like high notes and riffs because he has the most I guess like technical skills you wouldn't know it from his music but he has the most technical (laughs) skills and I remember coming away from the tour being really impressed with the way that he kind of showed up and so those boys finally had the room to do that exactly now, shall we talk about the day that we all found out that One Direction was coming to an end? 
I don't want to talk about it. I don't it. even remember like, because it was kind I of don't like, remember. I don't remember the day. It was amorphous because it was kind of like, oh, kind of, they might, we might be. And then it was always very Just vague never and happened. very gentle. It yeah. wasn't like, we're breaking up on this day. It was like, we're going to take a hiatus. It was labeled as a hiatus. It has never not been unlabeled that. So like for so many <laughs> The narrative years, has never switched. We're talking about it like it's a hiatus. Literally. And every like solo interview, People are like, oh, like your breakup. And then they'll even be like, no hiatus. Like, we don't know what's going to well, happen. That's a good thing. Do they really? I don't remember them saying that. Because I remember we were all just fucking kidding ourselves. But being like, they're coming back. It's been five I years. mean, they literally said it would be six months. <laughs> they, they did. did. Like, we were they said it was going to be so short. No, they said 18 months. I specifically remember yeah. they said 18 months. Because oh, yeah, there was true. a countdown on Tumblr. It was like days until One Direction comes back. Yep. <laughs> and then the countdown And then they all released solo and album. And Harry did yes. Dunkirk. I remember when Harry did Dunkirk, I was like, oh, this Yeah, because we were like, wow, it's not going to be Oh my God, do you remember when Harry cut his hair? Oh my God, when Harry cut off his hair, Harry grew out his hair the entire career of One Direction, and then he cut it all off for Dunkirk, and it was like the end of an era. We all cried. It was the second coming of Christ. (laughs) 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 All right, so... Do we just want to go around and share our final thoughts on One Direction as a collective? I will say this. My two choices as a child were do drugs or become obsessed with One Direction. And I think that turned out pretty good, all things considered, truly. So thanks, I guess. (laughs) I mean, I guess, like, honestly, One Direction gave me something to do because so much of my life was, like, so up in the air that, like, I became, like, it was a full-time job. Like, I was on Tumblr, like, five hours a night like up all night and take me home era just talking about one direction like it was bad but i mean it did what it it did the job yeah so thanks (laughs) i would say two things one direction taught me that i need to have something like kind of like you were saying i need to do something because nearly instantly after one direction was done i just had to instantly transition to k-pop to have something to fill the void (laughs) and no one believes me when i say like Standing K-pop is exactly the same as standing One Direction. Like all the mechanisms are the same. Oh, it is. It's oh, more the act you. of like yeah. it's more the act of being a stand that is so fulfilling. And I will say, I think that's something that I've learned is like not to underestimate fans. Not even to underestimate, I guess, like young girls and their interests. I think the fact that we could even just sit here and talk about One Direction for like two hours and like the contribution to our <laughs> life just shows like it wasn't. I don't know it wasn't like a fickle obsession it was literally ingrained in us and like we accomplished a lot in the name of one direction yeah our president oh we did <laughs> i don't think in terms of them coming back i don't even think they could come i mean i think they could come back but i just think like we had our time with them we should appreciate it for it what it wouldn't be the same yeah on yeah, this 10th reunion yeah i feel like a, a comeback they have to come back when they're like 40 and it's ironic. Yeah. So much of yeah. their identity like, was rooted in youth. And that's kind of why we justified a lot of their A, lack of technique, B, lack of good songs, C, lack of ability to keep themselves fucking still. So if they come back at like 26, <laughs> it's like embarrassing. It's like you're still a mm-hmm. child. So you have to come back when you're like 40 and be like, we were children and now we're not. 
Yeah. And I also think they've like all developed like their own. Now they've all got their own music, exactly. their own sound. They all have their own. Their own specifically, sound. I would say Harry like has grown his own fan base, like separate of One Direction fans, which is mind boggling to me that people are like, yeah, people yeah. are like Harry or Niall stands and weren't One Direction stands. Like that's insane. But like the fact that I don't know, they're they're more than just like ex One Direction members now. I feel like a comeback is just kind of like unnecessary and like wouldn't be right yeah like two out of five of them are better off now (laughs) so it's like why would we want them to come back when you know half of them are settling because like harry is obviously treated as like a mick jagger he's like a rock star mythical god among men amongst fans and like he has fans across so many different demographics and like niall has always just been normal he advertises himself as just a regular dude he likes sports he likes grilling he likes watching tv you know and his music is very like the script it's very like irish folk rock pop stuff and like it's not as like widely appealing i guess and like he's much more chill and less mythic so his fan base is less big but i don't want to undermine the fact that he does very well for himself his music is very enjoyable he wins awards he goes on tour he's very happy and i don't want to seem like harry's the only one who's doing well right now because i am still an aisle fan yeah, no, I really enjoyed, like, both of Niall's albums. Like, I genuinely listen to them, and I I'm like, to them all the time. It's funny to see, like, specifically Liam. I mean, Louis the second, <laughs> even before One Direction ended, <sighs> I mean, Louis's life, like, turned to shit, and that's completely understandable. But Liam, I mean, the second One Direction ended, and he was not under, like, strict management 24-7, he tanked his own image, like, so quickly. <laughs> He had a kid. Like, we didn't he, even talk about his kid. I know. I don't want to. We did. We looked at it for a little bit at the beginning. But yeah, Fucking Liam had a kid. So fair. now it's like, now it's Louis had a baby. Liam has a baby named Bear. And then Zane and Gigi are now pregnant. So now only Harry and Nala I feel are like the Zane and Gigi are going to whip out some sort of name for that baby. Yeah, that baby's going to be something. It's going to be stunning. But, a baby. But even that, like, he really stripped that down and like we were all kind of like yay Liam we'll support you but it was just too much I mean I know there are still Liam supporters but like at this point if you're a Liam supporter I would say you're a Liam apologist if anything like you are doing a lot to still support him like I have one friend that's still like oh his music's good and I'm like even so I'm not gonna press play (laughs) I just know that one of his songs like fetishizes bisexuality and I think that's gross yep and I feel like he never even apologized for that no of course not I don't think he's done anything wrong with it we are a horde of bisexual women and literally it's just like any type of bullshit like that and we're all like nah sorry sorry bro can't do it like literally every one direction at least I just can't I feel like the second it was over, he was just, like, putting his foot in his mouth and, like, never. And when One Direction was alive, like, he was the spokesperson, the stable one. So I don't even know how it happened. Yeah, they marketed him as the it's smart one. It's probably because one. of that, that he was the stable one. And then finally he was like, I can do whatever I want. And then, like, started slashing, like, Harry and his looks and saying how, like, he doesn't want Harry to be around his kid because he's, like, flamboyant or something. It was Well, he it shaved his head and looked like a motherfucking monster. So... Like, I remember how, like, high up his belly button was or, like, how low his lips no. were. I don't really remember. What? what no. The pro- I, 
No. I don't remember what the <laughs> issue was with his body. Oh no, his abs were super high up. Remember? They were I like really, no. really high up. Yes, and, I like, do remember that. He shaved his head and looked like a monster. So like, I thought he was cute with just... shaved head. That's wrong. Do you mean the first shaved head or the second shaved head? Both. I thought he was. No, I was never about it. Anyway, my Whatever. final thoughts. Um, here's the thing. If you, if, if anyone was to make a graph of things I like and things I think are good, it would be a Venn diagram, not a circle. I'll say it again. (laughs) If you make a graph of things I like and things I think are good, it's a Venn diagram, not a circle. There's overlap, but I am, I have made peace with liking, nay, loving, nay, standing, nay, I accepting as my identity, things that <laughs> I know aren't good. Like, and I want to say we all do that and no one says it, but maybe other people don't feel that way, but I feel that way. But I will say it. Objectively, they weren't talented. They weren't, like, <laughs> they weren't good songwriters. They weren't really that good vocalists. They didn't make that good music. I mean, like, it was bangers. It was bangers where this we kind of ignored. my feelings. <laughs> It was bangers how we kind of ignored the lyrics, or it was bangers how we kind of ignored that they were all the same. Like, and they were just a mess for five years, and it's kind of of no fault of their own. What else were they going to be? But this is my trash. Mm. Exactly. And I will now, I accept with open arms that this was my trash. And I don't want to say, oh, they were bad. I'm so stupid for liking them. Like, no. No. It made me happy. it. It made me get out of bed in the morning from ages 14 to 19 literally gave me a reason to keep going (laughs) i see a lot of k-pop bands who will say like things because if we're being honest a lot of people transitioned from cape from one direction direction to to do and i I can make some very strong points as to how k-pop would not even be remotely popular yeah so there are a lot of people who are like I could have been standing K-pop in 2013, but instead I was listening to One Direction. Like I was wasting my time. And I'm like, how dare you? Like, even if they weren't as talented, they weren't dancing, they weren't doing the whole stage situation. It's still like, I don't don't know, to to say you would rather have been doing something else. It's so wrong. Like, it was so fun. You met, like, think of like, none of us would be friends had it not been for One Direction. Yeah. We literally are friends because we were a One Direction group chat. Exactly. <laughs> like we are in a One Direction group chat. Group chat. Like multiple years later, we still have boy pussy our group chat. So like, <laughs> yeah. The name is unrelated. It's just like, is it? Yeah, it's completely unrelated. It is. It's from a Tumblr <laughs> I know, post. but like, even it? if you're looking back and you're embarrassed <laughs> and you're saying they weren't even that good, whatever. Like, how could you still say I wish I was never a fan? Like, you just have to take. You're 10, 7, 15, whatever, whatever Landon said in the beginning, 11 years being a One Direction stand for what it was. And it was enjoyable <laughs> and it was fun. And like, that, why would yeah. you, why would you delete that? I'm so All thankful right, Cole. for it. I spent a decade of my life, <laughs> which is half, half, I mean, I mean, a little less than half, but half my life, like fully loving a group of people I've never met and like that is I mean it's fucking crazy and I don't regret it I I literally I I was fucking obsessed and and one of my fondest memories of my entire time was 
because like I was so depressed in high school and like had such a like weird life at that point it was like such an anchor to have something to like log on and like Mm -hmm. discuss with people that I didn't know and like and have some content in my life that was new and like exciting to like look into and be like oh okay like something to look forward to and like I spent like four hours one night printing out pictures of them and (laughs) cutting them out and making a huge collage mural on my bedroom wall literally spans my spans my entire bedroom wall it was a piece of fucking art i remember this literally i kept it up for like three years and then i like think my junior year high school i was like all right i gotta take this shit down because i look like a fucking psychomaniac but like hours of work and i like i just think like that's so crazy that there's something out there that had made me so happy and so joyful that like I actually like stay alive to witness it and be there for it and I'm better off for it and I'm happier for it and like and I feel like that was such a fundamental part to have that drive you and push you through that moment it says a lot yeah like honestly without One Direction I wouldn't have known that I liked coding (laughs) (laughs) I hate to say it but it's true and also too like even being on Tumblr with so many people all the time, obviously, like, they took breaks, like, every once in a while, so it wasn't, like, always new stuff to talk about, but, like, I remember, like, when, like, One Direction would be taking breaks, people would be talking about, like, their sexualities and, like, how through Larry they understood, like, what they were going through and even just, like, mental health and stuff, because most, not most, but there were a big group of One Direction fans that were severely depressed, yeah. so they, like, cling to One Direction as, like, like I said, like, that stable yeah. thing. So I actually learned a lot about, like, myself and even just, like, mental health sexuality and all this stuff through the one direction fan base and i am eternally grateful i do not regret it at all i mean like even seeming like a fucking crazy person for my entire teenage life i like love it for me like i'm not mad about it of course i'm happy that i did it and if they ever did a reunion tour i'm buying the vip tickets i'll spend that guap i'll meet them finally like (laughs) that'll be like a thousand dollars a ticket who fucking cares because i never got to do it my my entire childhood i never got to buy a vip ticket because it was like three hundred dollars and my mom was like absolutely not but you know like now i got my own go all out i I got my own money i'll fall out and i'll fucking shave my legs for once and (laughs) you'll shave your legs and you will catch that football yes and you'll throw it and i will i will catch that football and and throw it back yes <laughs> all right well this was a great two hours i think we're gonna do part one and part two we're gonna have to but thank you all for joining us this was awesome this was a lot of fun <laughs> it was cool getting us. to like <laughs> listen a lot more and not just and meet most of these people on here too yeah, so <laughs> i liked it so thank you for listening yeah. if you've made it this far were you gonna say something <laughs> uh i was just gonna say yeah if you've made it this far thank you one direction shout out to you you know those boys should not have been working that much all the time they were children but you know what it happened and we're eternally grateful so that's all i have to say okay that concludes this episode of intuit and we'll see you guys next episode Bye. bye bye